Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello again and welcome to the Stouting Off podcast. I am your host now and forevermore, Drew Stoutenberg, joined live in studio by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Doing great, thank you. Love to hear that. We need merch that says that on that. You real that says that on the shirt. Yeah. You realize that? Yeah. Do, doing great, thank you. <laughs> and stouting off fans out in public will be like, hey, I've heard that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That'd be awesome. It would actually be a sweet shirt. Yeah. Would you say doing or doing? It's 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 doing actually. Hard G there. Doing great, thank you. I don't know. It's it's in there, but in parentheses, like a ghost note. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um I'm back from uh, being in Michigan for a while. I just went to visit some friends and family for about 10 days. I got to say, there's just no place like home. And I'm saying that about Nashville. What I mean specifically is there's no place like your own bed. When you're out and you can't stay in your own bed with your own white noise machine and your own sleep mask and your own ceiling fan and your own blackout curtains, it's just I don't sleep too well elsewhere. (laughs) I did bring my own bite guard, though. That stays with me. You using someone else's sleep mask? <laughs> I didn't. I forgot it. I didn't even pack it. Um, <laughs> I packed my auxiliary one, which the elasticity wore out, to be fair. So the auxiliary sleep mask that I use, it droops down throughout the night. I'll wake up and it's, I'm wearing it like a choker. It's, it's down here. <laughs> it sucks. I don't know why I didn't bring my good one. Um, all that to say, uh, it was nice to be back there, but I'm glad to be back in the studio. Um, some of you tuned in for our, um, we did a, a live YouTube session with a couple of Michigan friends, Will Woodington and Ryan Graham. Uh, well, Ryan is in LA, but he happened to be there for his sister's baby shower. Jordan, we missed you a lot. It was a great podcast. Thank you. We had, we had a couple minor little technical issues, but Jordan was like texting me in real time. He was like, Hey, can you turn Ryan's mic up a little bit? I was like, say no more. Um, so thanks again for that. Yeah, no problem. Remote tech support. Um, <laughs> I um, yeah, so I was, I flew there because it's a one hour, eight minute flight. I think is your hang time, so to speak, your cruising time. <laughs> hang time. That's dumb. Um, man, I tell you what, when I was flying back, there must there was a guy in in the TSA line who must have never flown before because they had to like, real the TSA guys had to really really explain to him. Not just like, yeah, shoes off, um, so, uh, laptops go in their, their own little separate compartments, whatever. They had to like get really, really detailed with this guy. They were like, yeah, and your jacket. Yes, sir, and your jacket, as well as your hoodie. Yep, that too. And then, you're go- and then you take your shoes off. This guy had like eight totes, and they were all just like articles of clothing and loose stuff. I'm like, <laughs> dude. And he didn't even have – I had two carry-ons. One was a backpack with all my audio gear for the live – podcast we did and then the second was like my work lap or my work bag with two laptops in it and all this stuff and i'm just like dude i look i must have been like getting ready and like removing all the things i needed like clark kent in a phone booth that's just coming to mind right now you know clark kent goes into a phone booth comes out superman in one second yeah that's what i felt like i was just like like a little tornado like a little tasmanian devil tornado and then here we go all my stuff is in my three or four totes and then we go through the little metal detector thing. And this guy is getting, you know what? So let me ask you, Jordan. When, when you go pass through all your stuff there, what do you do? 
what do you do? Well, you walk up to get your stuff. Uh, you get your shoes. You get your bag. What col- do you do at that point right there? Collect the stuff, stack my bins, walk over to the nearest bench. <laughs> Thank you. Because that's what I do too, and that's what most people do when they're flying. Nope. This guy's getting dressed with all, again, all his layers, hoodie, jacket, shoes, belt, watch. Didn't even need to take the watch off. Watch. Second belt. No, I'm just kidding. He had like a decorative, like women's belt with a huge, uh, it goes around his torso. WCW belt. um, Yeah, exactly. He's getting dressed right there and I'm starting to steam. I'm getting very mad. Um, And then, so again, I'm, I'm cheesed off at that point. I go to the gate. I get there within 20 minutes, sit down for a little bit. Actually, I joined a Zoom call for like 10 minutes or so um, that some of my volunteer team at church was having. So we jumped on that for a little bit, and then I got on the plane. I'm sitting in the, my seat. That's no issue. Empty middle seat, and then there's a girl right next to me or uh, you know, on the aisle. I'm always a window guy, by the way. Always window. You know why? Because I never get up, A, so I don't mind like being tucked away because I know I'm not going to have to get up. I don't know. I don't know if I've said this before, but when I flew to Japan, I didn't go to the rest. I didn't get up and go to the restroom at all. Either way, it's a 13 hour flight. I don't know. I just don't like getting up on planes. I agree. Yeah, I don't either. I'm a window guy too. Yeah. And so the secondary benefit to that is you can do the little lean yeah. on the window, the plastic thing that tens of thousands of other people have also put their head on. So that's cool. Yeah. It's really clean, but they Delta gives you these little hand sanitizer wipes. So I'm just, I am doing the whole thing all around. Anyway, I'm sitting in my seat and this guy comes on the plane with like a plastic takeout bag full of food. No, dude. You can tell he just bought it from a vendor on the concourse and like a little whatever food kiosk or shop. And he bring it's like he was saving it to bring onto the plane and then opens it up. And I swear there was shrimp scampi or something or like, like roasted garlic. Sick. And I just turn to him like this and I'm looking, I'm, I hope he looks over while I'm just glaring <laughs> at him. I'm doing this thing, the teeth, nat, like the gnashing, the gnashing of teeth. I'm cheesed off. He didn't look though. And so, you know, a, a wise person once said, and this is a little different, but they said, holding a grudge against someone or unforgiveness in general is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. But in that moment, he wasn't giving me the satisfaction of seeing me mad. So I felt like I drank poison and I was, I was consequently dying. Not him. <laughs> um, That's sick though. It's inconsiderate. Yeah. The smell of someone's food on a plane is disgusting. I have a thing about other people's food in general. I don't eat it. I don't smell it, etc. Um, so when it comes to that, simply don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, you ever notice a thing, Jordan, this is just a phenomenon that I've noticed in my, I don't know, throughout my life. If you eat chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and then, I think we have a train right now, so I'll wrap this up pretty quick. But if, if you ever have chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and then you have like a pop or like a juice or something and you go back to the chicken nuggets they taste different yeah they taste bitter yeah because i always get like orange high c when i go to mcdonald's and whenever i always have to like eat all the nuggets before i go to the high c because i can't do nuggets high c nuggets because it tastes different after yeah man 
I know what you're talking about. I wonder what like the scientific basis is for that, you know? It'd be really interesting to find out. But Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, I want to go right from that into our next segment. What's Drew been watching? So what's Drew been watching? Glad you asked. Um, Unsolved Mysteries recently had a reboot on, I don't know if it was recent or not. I just started seeing it again on my, like, uh, recommended for you or whatever. Have you seen that? Yeah, I saw it. Um, I haven't seen the the documentary or anything, but I've seen the ad. Yeah, it's, it. it's got two seasons, I think, on Netflix right now. Like, again, reboot, high like high quality modern day stuff, not 1989. And I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries all the time. When I was a kid, that and this show called Emergency 911, which I've mentioned, I think, before on the podcast. And I remember an episode of, do you remember that show, Emergency 911? No, I can't. They would just like reenact emergent, like 911 calls. And I remember there was one scene, I think like a kid fell into a pool and there was like, like a, a drowning, but he actually was like be able to be resuscitated. Oh, and there's like people really struggled to say that for some reason. <laughs> I was like, and then the poop, and then the, he re resuscitated. He re resuscitated. There's like people acting it out though. Yeah, it's all reenactments. Okay, it's not real. And then there was another one where on emergency 911 back in the day, I mean, late 80s, early 90s syndication, probably stopped showing episodes by like 96 or so. <laughs> I just guess. I I guess and I just say it matter of factly and I convince myself. I don't know when they stopped showing the show. Anyway, there was one on emergency 911 where a woman's clothing got caught in like the mesh of an escalator. It was like it got caught in there. So that was an issue. I don't remember how it ended, but I don't think they ever showed anything that didn't end with the person like surviving with non like major issues yeah anyway all that to say unsolved mysteries can you google who was <laughs> can you can you google who was the original host of unsolved mysteries it was this iconic dude you'll recognize him and his voice is special too let me see uh, uh raymond burr huh i thought i was gonna recognize the name i was thinking of john walsh but that's america's most wanted yeah that's the guy i want to hear his voice what's his name Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. Um, yeah, he was like the original guy, and he would explain it with just the most like suspenseful delivery and diction. Um, Raymond Burr, that's not his name. Wait a second. That's not his name. Uns- I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> what that was you? the original. And I typed January in... January <laughs> 20th, 1987 was Raymond Burr. I typed in solved mysteries. That's a <laughs> The two hosted show. by Carl Malden and the final four by Robert Stack. Final four seasons or episodes? No. Yeah, Robert Stack. He's the guy. Anyway, though. Seasons. Robert Stack. Robert Stack is. So the that's name. the guy, but it was saying the wrong name. I Let's, see. Yeah. Let's see if we can hear him. Okay, come on. Hurry up. Oh, geez. Like a television set. What if you could change channels at will? Tune into programs no one else could see. And what if you could never turn the set off? What if you could never turn the TV set off? You ever think about that? Anyway, <laughs> that voice. And he's always walking all like ominously. Um, so they have a new thing, and it's it doesn't have that charm. The new Unsolved Mysteries doesn't have the same charm as that guy, Robert Stack, also known as Raymond Burr. <laughs> I can't believe he's only done four 
either seasons or episodes. Or seasons, yeah. Oh, seasons. New. Um, <laughs> like how do I? I only saw this guy four <laughs> times. How do I? How did he leave such an impact on my life? I guess I watched the f- same <laughs> four episodes for <laughs> six years. The same. Uh, same with emergency nine one one. I guess I only watched the escalator and the pool ones over and over. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say? Don't remember. Cool, cool. Oh, cool, cool. Different host. Different host. Okay. Same show, different host. You know what they say. <laughs> you know what they always say, man. <laughs> hey, man, how are you doing? How's the job going? You know what they say. Same show, different host. <laughs> Living the dream. Same show, different host. <laughs> that's dumb. Well, that's very dumb. Um, Dude, that's funny. So I watched this the new one, Unsolved, man. UM. Um, and here's what. The, so they had an episode. I just want to wet your palate, okay? With this um, particular episode. It's season two, episode two. It's called A Death in Oslo, Norway. Um, here we go. The opening. A young, unidentified woman was found dead in a hotel with a bullet in her head in Oslo, Norway. In May 1995, a woman checks into an expensive hotel. That's her. She hadn't handed the receptionist a credit card. Three days later, a staff member checks out the room, and when they knock, they hear a gunshot instantly. They go like this. Ding, ding, ding. Dang. The staff member went down the elevator to alert the police. There was a 15-minute gap where the room wasn't guarded at this point. The episode shows how the police found no evidence of a struggle or traces of someone else in the room. In fact, the room was it was locked from the inside. Okay. But the police theorized that she was living in the room and she was preparing for her death. They stated it was a 99.9% certainty of suicide. It seems like that, right? If it was locked from the inside... You know, say with that little latch thing over it. Yeah. I don't know if it was that, but they said it's a lock that you can only do from the inside. There's nobody else in there. Okay, so it was a, you know, whatever. The mystery is that the woman had zero identity, no passport or anything that indicated her name. Strangely, she was able to get a room with no identification or credit card. So that's where they start to say, she couldn't have checked in with no credit card, no ID, no nothing, you know? Right. And so... um, on her registration card, she calls herself Jennifer Fairgate, and the address she wrote down was a place in Belgium. When the police contacted Interpol, the person didn't exist. It was a false name. So was the location. All this stuff. Um, are you curious, kind of? Do you want to watch it now? Yeah. I'm not going to go into too much further detail, but all this other stuff kind of comes out, and um, yeah. Dang. It seems like foul play is involved. But again, it was locked from the inside. There seemed to be no no evidence of a struggle. She shot herself with her thumb on the trigger of a little, like, pistol. Now, when you do that, recoil would want to sh- throw the, the weapon across the room. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to hold that, especially if you had just shot yourself. Right. With one hand, too. She, it, she, when they found her, she had her pistol on her chest like this. So it's like, how? Yeah. It's an unsolved mystery. Um, Something that's rattling in my brain is the fact that it's a big deal that it was locked from the inside. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, but, but but I'm wondering, like, what lock is from the outside if someone's inside? Well, they're just saying, like, they're saying the lock from the inside is the one that could only be operated from the inside versus the door lock. Okay. You know, just like the, you know, card so like strip, the whatever. deadbolt in the... The deadbolt that can be activated by like a key card. That's not the one that was locked. It was like the latch. They didn't say that. It could be the deadbolt. I don't know. But they were just saying like a lock that normally can only be locked from the inside. 
an operative term there is normally. So you'll just have to watch. But anyway, um, that's, you know, you guys just have to watch in your own time. But that was season two, episode two of the current uh series the reboot of unsolved mysteries and that is what i've been watching do you think you'll watch it yeah maybe my thing is with with unsolved mysteries i want closure i want resolution yeah i want i want the at least some kind of ending that involves justice yeah Imagine American murder without the end. I couldn't. Did I just give it away? No. But it. I'll spoil it right now. No, don't well, spoil it. Spoiler. We'll just say that there's, there's closure. closure. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm all about watching stuff like that. Monica's not. Yeah. I don't yeah, blame freaks her. her out. I don't freaks blame her. her out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, my mom. So while I was in, in Michigan. My mom, whenever I was watching anything that was kind of eerie like that, she comes in the room like, ooh, I've seen this one. I'm like, wait. She's like, yeah, CSI, cold case, all this stuff. I'm like, is this a thing that you do? Because I knew it was like a trend with like, you know, people stereotype like, you know, basic white girls as loving to stay home and just like watch like crime and (laughs) true crime stuff. I'm like, mom, does that extend to, you know, even moms? Like my my generation moms up the moms of my generation. Okay, cool, man. You get what I'm saying. Um, I don't want to just throw my mom's age out there. It's not becoming, but I'll tell you what. She is a grandmother, and she looks great for her age. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, she's doing great. Love you, mom. But I'll tell you what. My mom is also one of the types of people. I don't know if your parents are like this at all, but I always tell her, Mom, stop watching the news. It's just getting you down because we'll talk on the phone. She's like getting down and kind of like, a little heated. I'm like, stop watching the news. She's like, I don't watch the news. I don't, Drew. I, I barely ever watch it. I only watch Fox News business. And it's only about stocks and stuff. But yeah, while I'm in Michigan, she's like, I never watch the news. And I walk into the room and she's like trying to change the channel because there was news on. She's trying to change the channel. It reminded me, I was like, how the tables have turned. It reminds me of when I was a kid and I'm watching something on TV that I shouldn't. And she comes in the room. I'm like, no, mom, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the uh, it's South Park. Yeah. No, it's not South Park. Yeah. Exactly. South Park would get me in trouble back in the day. Me too. And the Simpsons. Simpsons. Simpsons wouldn't get me in trouble. Like Cheryl just kind of frowned upon it, you know? Yeah, I wasn't going to get in trouble, but I was going to get asked to change it. Yeah, like, what are you doing, Drew? Yeah. What are you doing, me Jordan? Too. Um, remember <laughs> when there were. <laughs> you would get asked that? What are you that? doing, Drew and Jordan? <laughs> it's just me in the room. <laughs> You're like, you see another. Um, yeah. Also, do you remember when like HBO and stuff, you couldn't quite get the, like we didn't pay for the premium channels, but if you scrolled through, you could see like the, like it it was like, looked like a distorted image, you know, it wasn't like the snowflake, the snow scene, it was like color and it was all like wavy. You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever see that? No, not really. No. Like we had HBO and like, say like an explicit channel, Playboy channel or something. We didn't obviously have that, but like when you scrolled through there was like warpy images because I don't know however satellites work. Um, Play, Playboy Channel is, of course, extremely crass to talk about, so that's cool. But um, we just had some of those channels like that. And sometimes, not on that particular channel, but <laughs> HBO or something, you could be going through and there would be like watching stuff you shouldn't yeah. be as a kid. And so that's cool. 
I bet somebody listening to this show, though, you can relate to this. I don't, Jordan, you might be just a hair, maybe it was just, maybe just a generational gap in our two years of difference. <laughs> but there, there was a time where if you didn't pay for the premium channels, you could go up into the upper channels where you, you know, stars and Cinemax and HBO and all these things, and you could sometimes get some reception. Yeah. I think I feel like uh, anytime, because it always happens, like you're just flipping through the TV and you're trying to find a channel or whatever. Yeah. And once you get into like the, I remember it being like maybe 80s or something like yeah, that, 90s, there. you get up there and you're just like, yeah, nope, 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 nope. And then it just stopped. It, it was just a black screen with a gray box that said, you're not subscribed to this channel. Okay. It was a, yeah, it was, it's that same kind of thing. But I think before the technology existed to literally put up a message, it was either like all black or color bars or something, but occasionally you'd get a little warpy version of it. And that was when Beavis and Baja do America. I remember it was, we watched it the first part kind of on a little warpy thing and mom came in. She's like, what the frick are you doing? (laughs) We're watching colors. (laughs) It's, just, it's squares. She's like, I can see Minecraft. Um, <laughs> so that's funny. I have um, Makers One Hundred and One. Have you tried it yet? Yeah, done. Yeah. So this is a limited release. Makers Mark released this, which it's just like a higher proof version of their normal stuff. But one hundred one proof is nice. I like. I really like. So bourbon. In order for it to be considered bourbon, it has to be at least eighty proof or above. But for me, eighty to ninety is kind of it's kind of water at this point. It's like it doesn't have enough heat to it. 90s are okay, but once you get into like 100, 115 range, that's really a sweet spot. So this is kind of in the bottom bottom part of that little threshold, those brackets that I just gave. But Maker's Mark 101 is really nice. Cheers. Yeah, it's good. Really good. You need a refill? Yeah, but not now. Come and get it. Be on camera. No. All right. Um, I'm still freaking thinking about that airplane guy bringing food on which really rattled my cage you can't do that man bringing garlicky food where other people have to smell you eat dude i have a story about that let's hear same story (laughs) you're like i swear it had to be like shrimp scampi (laughs) so one time i was on my on my way to vegas i i left from here loss yeah and um I sat down. I was window seat too, and um, across the across the hall from me was uh, was a guy. He he one he came on super late. Okay, so like everyone was chilling, the lights were off, and this guy runs in sweating. Already, in all fairness from BNA to Vegas, got to stop in Atlanta, and I was in Atlanta. Oh, okay, so maybe he I, had a hard layover or something. Yeah, probably, but. You can't bring on a freaking Chipotle burrito. Okay? So the guy unwraps the burrito, and obviously the entire plane can smell it. Oh, gosh. We take off. He, he, you know, as Please we're, secure as your we're, burritos and stow them. <laughs> as we're taking Please off, turn off he's, your burrito. he's opening the burrito. We get to altitude. He takes one or two bites of this burrito and then falls asleep with it in his hand. <laughs> what? Do you know how long While he chewing? slept? How, how long? The whole the flight. The entire flight. So basically you got burrito potpourri the whole time. I wanted to tell the flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, somebody, can you just take that out of his hand? Can you confiscate this man's burrito? He's not even eating it. 
Do you like the smell? Yeah, seriously. Do you like it smelling like a fridge in here? A, a fridge that has stinky leftovers in? I don't. I don't really do leftovers. I know you don't really either, right? No. no. Yeah. Do you want it smelling like a fridge in here of the house that I used to house it back in the day that had I'm pretty sure spoiled food in it because they always traveled, and every time I opened it, it smelled terrible. But one time I was there, and my friend ate a whole jar of their stuffed olives. And just left the empty <laughs> jar in there with no olives in it, but just juice. Do you want it to smell like that in here? <laughs> yeah, man, that was bad. I was pissed off. I was pissed the because whole... he opened the burrito. Yeah. And then he fell asleep. Yeah, that's negligent. And didn't even eat the burrito. It's negligent. It's, and then it... he woke up and put the burrito back in the wrapper and got off the plane. It's like he meant to sabotage yes. all of our moods. One time, my brother used to work at a, a laser tag place called Laser Quest, and he... I thought it was just so cool that he was like a 17-year-old who like could go into the maze anytime he wanted. You know, he like opened up the place, powered on the fog machines and everything. And one time I was there with him, he was either opening or closing. And so no guests were there in other words. And he's showing me how he restocks the paper towel in the bathroom and I was just in awe of that again that he was the 17-year-old with all this power. <laughs> and so <laughs> he opens the um the paper towel dispenser and out falls a stink bomb. It was no like a little way. glass thing. It's like whoever placed that in there was like pranking the employees. Yeah. You know, like, and anyway, the whole like, man, that room, the whole hallway leading up to it and the lobby just reeked. Like it was a powerful, powerful odor. Have you ever smelled that before? I think so. It's yeah. terrible. It's nasty. It smells like eggs, rotten yeah. eggs. It's potent. Yeah, yeah. It's but anyway, nasty. I would probably compare it based on what you're describing to this guy with the Chipotle burrito. Yeah. Probably right in the same neighborhood. And it's not a potency. smack against Chipotle. No. In, in the, the right, right context. context. <laughs> yeah, dude. We've been doing this we've been doing this thing for a while now. We're really starting to get our conversational rhythm down. It's nice. <laughs> I like this. In the right context, it's the most beautiful scent you could ever encounter. There's nothing better. Oh gosh. On a plane though, anything anything is better. And that's really my point. Some people I like yeah. Without harping too much more on it, just don't do that. Um, do you remember when we were in high school? <clears throat> Not we, but listener, do you remember when you were in high school and gas money was like a huge thing? You'd go to like pick up your friend and be like, yeah, I can pick you up. I just need, I literally just need two bucks gas money. You remember that season of life? Yeah. Constantly in overdraft. I remember going to... Uh, the gas pump. One. <laughs> I remember going to the gas pump one time and putting in less than a dollar. It was like all I like. Here's eighty nine cents. You know, but just need to get home. I'm running on fumes. Um. Anyway, I don't know why I thought of gas money while I was home. Oh yeah, it's because there was this gas station that was right by my home, and while I was in town in Michigan, um, I drove by it and I just had all these memories, like going to that gas pump all the time, being like, "Who's got three bucks?" Everybody's like, dude, I gave you five bucks last week. You know, it's like <laughs> you're talking the littlest amounts. But tell you what, when you're 17 and you're driving the boys around, I, I felt entitled to some cash. Do you know what I'm going to say next? I just remembered this funny memory when we used to play drums at that church. Yeah. <laughs> the trip. The, the tr one trip. The one trip. Jordan and I used to play, without going too far into this, Jordan and I used to play drums for this church that was uh, it was just a church plant. And in church world, that means it's a church that's just starting up. Usually they don't own their own building. They don't own their own gear for like audio and stuff. 
they rent a, a facility like a high school auditorium and then they rent gear. They live stream someone else. Yeah, and they live stream like the this particular di- church did like a live stream of another pastor at another church on yeah. the screen there. But we did live music there. So we would do live music and then they would do a simulcast thing. Um, and anyway, it was 40 minutes or so from where we were from. And I drove, I picked up Jordan, we drove out there and on the way back, I, I was a jerk, dude. We had to, we had to position your drums in the car. Oh, this that's is important. Right. Oh yeah. We had your to position kick drum. The, the kick drum had to ride shotgun because yeah. it was the only door, that door and seat configuration was the only place it would fit. And Jordan was in the back seat with the other drums, <laughs> arm up high on like a stack of toms or something. I'm pretty sure. And you fell asleep, right? Yeah. And we hit a traffic jam or something. What? Right? What? You you tell the rest. We You fell asleep. I, I don't remember the rest because I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... So, like, I got in the, you know, I got in the car and I, yeah, I had a winter coat on. It was cold. And I fell asleep. And I woke up at my parents' house and you're like, all right, man, we're here. You're like... You know, I wish I just, I wish I just had friends that would cart me around while I slept in the back of their car. Why would, why would a friend say that to another friend? Dude, I walked in so defeated, and I told my mom that she's probably like, "What the heck is up with your boy?" I had a hundred and one degree temperature, and I had the flu. <laughs> Yet I'm guilting him for resting. You're like, dude, I'm sick. <laughs> with like I didn't know with like, like a life threatening temperature not exactly but no I didn't know but I'm sorry that'll again. forever stick with me though. I'm sorry again okay. um do you do a loofah or a washcloth or none of the above loofah you do yeah I've been a loofah guy for years and years and I'll say this too washcloths in my opinion have no no value or no use no they absorb too much they absorb too much and what do you do rub a bar of soap on there that's how I remember like the last time I used a washcloth, I was young enough to have another person bathing me. I'll put it that way. Like I remember being like three, <laughs> grandpa like loading up a washcloth while I'm in like yeah bathtub or something and doing that. You You're know? in like a bucket. It's yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in the kitchen sink. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just so on like not useful. It's impractical. So you do loofah. I did loofah for the past like many many years, but over the past. This year, actually, when my dad got me this bar soap, I just go straight bar to skin now. Yeah, no problem there. It's really nice. Loofah, for me, only, uh, it stretches my body wash. Oh, true. You can put a quarter size amount on that and it'll last the whole wash. Exactly, yeah. As opposed to a bar soap, you just go straight to skin. There's no no need, in my opinion, for the loofah. You go direct direct to skin, DTS. (laughs) Are you business to business? Um, B2B. Um, Anyway, so I... Yeah, you're right, though. The loofah makes a nice, rich little lather, and then you go. Um, what's a worse place to have forgotten your headphones? On a plane or in the gym? I was thinking about this on the way home. Which one's worse? Yeah, which one's worse? Or which one, if you had to pick one to have your headphones at, you can only have your headphones at the gym, or you can only have your headphones on a plane, what would it be? Plane. I think you're right. Because on the plane, the headphones are... More so a defense mechanism. Yeah. They're, it, you're blocking out. When you're at the gym, I don't mind hearing other people like grunt and sweat. Well, you don't hear them sweat, but like exert like energy and stuff. I don't mind hearing that. Yeah. It's only positives there. You put in your headphones so you can get fired up. 
But when you're on the plane, I need that defense mechanism. Because what if I hear the guy who just brought on the shrimp scampi start chewing on it? Then when I hear eating noises, for example, or baby crying, even though I have grace for parents who have to bring their babies on because I just try to put myself in their situation, it would be terrible. I get flustered. Yeah. I need I need no, the I defense the defense mechanism. You guys have flown with a newborn. Well, have you? Yeah. I know Monica did last year, right? Yeah. Last year? Yeah, we we've flown. Really? Um It's hectic, but it's fine. I actually met two good friends on an airplane that live here. I was on the way back from You met them? Yeah. I was on the, You became acquainted with them on the airplane? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um is back from Los Angeles. Actually, I was on my way back from Los Angeles. And they had their brand new baby next to me. And I was like, listen, I just did this with my son. He's He was like six months old or yeah. something. I was like, just FYI, don't worry about me. I know it's going to be hectic. No judgment don't, coming from this direction. Yeah, do not worry about me. Mm-hmm. Then we got to talking, realized they lived in Franklin, got their number, invited them to Jude's first birthday party. Wow. They came. Have you seen them since? Mm-hmm. Is that the dentist? No. But that house. Your uh, dentist's name is Krent. I haven't seen them in probably a year. But mm. Even so, yeah. Hope they're good. Hope they're good. Shout you guys out. Hope you listen. Um, I want to talk to somebody, somebody out there listening. I have two words for you. Face forward. Okay, and what do I mean by that? I listened to a sermon one time, a talk, whatever, by this pastor, Judah Smith, and it was at a time that I really needed to hear this. And what Judah was saying, basically is face forward. Life only works. It only goes in one direction. Stop looking in the rearview mirror at the days that have been, at the memories that have been, at the people that have been. Stop looking back so fondly on that. Remember and appreciate and honor the past, but don't romanticize it, you know? And while I was in Michigan, I caught myself kind of romanticizing some of like my old life. And again, not to say don't cherish the memories or don't don't uh, you know honor again and reflect and recall those as needed, but you don't live in the past. You know, life only moves forward. And so I want to say to somebody out there, if you're looking back on that relationship that you ended and maybe you're starting to kick yourself now, you're probably romanticizing that relationship or you're probably romanticizing that situation. You know, I find myself doing that sometimes. I'll be like, man, I never should have broken up with her. Man, I never should have quit that job. Or man, I never should have left that place or gone to this or whatever. And really, I had like valid reasons in that time to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So face forward. You know, your better, your best days are still to come. I really believe that. It's always to come, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I just felt like somebody needed to hear that. Face forward. And... Again, don't forget about the past, but life only moves forward. So what are you going to do about the next step? You know, what are you going to do about the future? And how can you be, yeah, don't don't romanticize the past. Don't live in the past. Live in the present and where you're going. Is that fine? Is that fair enough? Yeah, man. I don't know. Sometimes I get serious. And, but I feel like you guys need to hear that. I need to hear it. I need to hear myself say that sometimes. I find myself in situations sometimes where, yeah, again, it, it always goes back. Well, it doesn't always, but this is an area it always like where I, I see it often is like with relationships that, you know, didn't work out or whatever. And I'm like, man, I swear she was the one that should have worked out. I, I shouldn't have gotten cold feet or I shouldn't have 
whatever. But I'm like, no. When I think about it, really, I'm like, no. I, we broke up because X, Y, and Z were very valid, especially at the time. And so I'm not going to look back and only remember the positives about that relationship. I have to remember exactly what it was, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I have a, like I feel like so often we look back on things when things aren't going our way now, we look back and we say, "Man, we had I had it made back then." I had it made. Judah gives the example of like, "Oh, my kids are grown now. My kids are 15 and they don't really care about me. I miss when they were 2 and 3." And he's like, "No, you don't." Do you remember blowouts? Do you remember tantrums in public? Do you remember all this stuff? Like, those weren't the glory days. <laughs> the glory days are ahead. The glory days are ahead. So face forward. Yeah. Life only moves in one direction. The band. I've seen One Direction live, actually, before. It was amazing. I saw Harry Styles in real life. <laughs> before it was amazing. <laughs> it was just okay. <laughs> At the time, it was just okay. But in hindsight, <laughs> again, I love to romanticize the past. It was the best concert and no experience. Any concert or otherwise will ever touch it. Um, <laughs> in that, I promise myself. <laughs> Does that make sense, though, Jordan? Do you think that's going to connect with somebody out there? For sure, man. Somebody needs to hear that. It took me a while to kind of formulate the thought, but... Again, we just we 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 have to be eyes fixed forward on where we're going, not where we've been. You can't get the past back. Life only goes forward. Um, when you're out with Mon, or even like it, when you've been out with other people that you've dated in your life, do you ever order for her at a restaurant? <laughs> Some. Some people are different about this. Some women are different about this than others, you know. I've dated people who absolutely know, and I've dated people who like, yeah, of course. Of course you do that, Drew. Yeah. There's a... Uh, no. Short answer, no. I'm never going to order something for her without her knowing about it. Sure, 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 Because sure. I want, like, the restaurant experience to be, like, mutually fun. Yeah, right? of course. I can be like she'll have no, no, no. What I'm not, what I'm not saying is that you dominate and you determine and you dictate what she's going to have. It's more like oh, it, and it comes down to what she wants too. Like you don't. It's like you're talking about. It and she's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna get the chicken marsala, and you're like, cool, I'm gonna get the this and this. So like when the waiter came to the table, you're like, um, she'll have the chicken marsala oh, with the red sauce, yeah, no, no, and, no. and I'll have the filet mignon. No. I just let her go first. That's fair. Yeah, she just orders first. And I would never, like, again, just do that. But it's happened before, like, with cocktails or something. You yeah. know, we're talking. Yeah, she'll have the 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 blueberry smash, and I'll have the... I won't point like this. <laughs> yeah, she'll have the blueberry smash, and I'll have the uh, old-fashioned. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. Monica, uh, we went out for her birthday the other day. We went out to a nice dinner, and it was fun. It was awesome. We got, like, eight small plates. It was really great. That'll cost you about eight bills. We, <laughs> we, uh, when I hear small plates, I hear large bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Um, it's an absolute fact. We discussed, like, I was like, all right, let's quickly go through. Let's get our drinks and let's order because small plates are like appetizers. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's get all this going. When the waiter came, waitress came, I ordered all of it. Mm. But we had discussed it. And it's a shared thing. You know, it's like, a, yeah. That's kind. Let's order this, but you know what? You take one, I'll take one. Then you take one, I'll take one. You order the chicken quesadilla, I'll order the crab rangoons. You order the you order the shark board, I'll order the. Write this down. 
Yeah. I don't know. I just thought of that. I don't mind doing it, but it's not my like default space. Yeah. But Monica um, said she's been on a date once where someone just ordered for her. Chose what she was going to have. Yeah, and she's like, ooh, ooh I like that. And I'm like, I, well, I'll never do that. She liked that? Yeah, she said she liked it. Well, Mon's also the type of person that really loves like initiative, I feel like. Initiative yeah. and ownership. And to her, that's like a, a indicator of interest, it seems. You know, like yeah. indicator of interest and value and worth, you know. And I'm never going to do it. <laughs> I, I would never autonomously order for somebody else. If you told me what you wanted and I knew you were comfortable with it, just for time's sake, I'd say, yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll have the California roll. I'll have the dragon roll. A couple of miso soups. We'll see you later. <laughs> Ho- hopefully sooner rather than later because we'll I'm hungry. We'll see you in 12 minutes. We'll see you in 12. Um, I think that's all I wanted to, to talk about today. I had a couple couple things Ooh, i'll save that for next time i have a funny today i learned well now that i said it's funny i'll just go ahead and say it um this one made me laugh this one made me laugh today i learned that new new zealand bans ludicrous children's names that would cause offense this has protected children from being called stallion yeah detroit fish and chips twisty poi keenan got lucy and sex fruit but did allow one to be called number 16 bus shelter. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah. No, you didn't. Because if you heard it, you would be laughing. <laughs> what could be so urgent? Is your house on fire? This guy was texting while I was reading this thing. I need the crowd response there, man. <laughs> now I have to read all that again. Twisty Poi, Keenan Got Lucy, Sex Fruit. Number 16 bus shelter, though, did make it. Um... Well, that is all I have today. I just wanted to read that last one. <laughs> You're, no, you can't I'm retro. Dying, you can't retroactively throw laughs on that. Um, That's funny. Did you want to add anything else? I always welcome ask back you that. to Tennessee, man. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Good. It was here. eleven long days. It was a little long. Ran a little bit long. Um, I'm sorry to anyone I fen- offended in this episode. My mom is coming to mind, but mom, you know I love you, and I say that all out of jest, and I said that to you in real life, and we laughed about it. So. The Fox News thing. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, thanks as always <clears throat> for listening to the Stouting Off podcast. Cleared my throat in the middle of that. Like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram. And if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, just DM us on the gram. But as always, thank you for listening to the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Bye. <laughs> you left me hanging. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. That's it.